audio newspaper full of very unserious, partially real stories that the world needs to hear. More listening and less reading than a newspaper, but equally as sexy. This is Paper News Out Loud. Hello and good evening. I'm your host, Diane Weathersby. Hello and good morning. I'm your co-host, Florian Strumsboo. Thank you for listening to Paper News Out Loud. Happy National Handwriting Day. Wow. I wait for this one all year round, especially when the friendly graphite troll leaves packs of pencils tucked into my underwear drawer. Today's a day to remember just how much fun it is to write stuff down, from grocery lists to ideas to love letters to plans for world domination. Skip the typing and try writing it down today in honor of the holiday. How are you celebrating, Diane? Great question, Florence. Today, in a fit of inspiration that was equal parts artistic and anarchist, I went to all the local tech stores and smashed every single computer and smart device that allows people to type. Then, I blasted off in a blimp and dropped journals, pencils, and paper down on the people of the city. There were a few casualties, but you know what they say, if you don't make a few enemies, then you haven't done anything. Sounds like a great fun tradition to do every year on January 23rd. But do you know what wasn't handwritten? Today's headline. Let's dive right in. Sometimes, one can look back at movies like Back to the Future and say, Jeepers my creepers, why don't we have that awesome cool tech of the future? Sure, my car can sync to my phone, remember where I park, and start remotely, but it can't fly. What kind of crap future is this? To that person, I say, we do have awesome, cool tech of the future. It just hasn't manifested itself as flying cars yet. Instead, we have corporations that are slowly eliminating the need for us to think, make decisions, and interact with human beings. Amazon is one of the leaders in futuristic tech and mastering pattern recognition to the point that it is indistinguishable from mind reading, so it's no surprise that they are in our feature headline. Unfortunately, the best and most popular way to get your groceries is from a brick-and-mortar store. What is the biggest problem with that model? Lines and interacting with the cashier. Ugh. A human being and brief conversation that can be pleasant if you think about how the cashier is just another human being trying to find joy in this world? No, thank you. Amazon has heard you and Amazon has responded. The Amazon Go has been years in the making. What do you expect from something called Amazon Go, Florence? Well, my initial thought is that they're going to become the biggest peddlers of laxatives as well as Pepto-Bismol in the world. Amazon Go, to me, just conjures up images of going, going to the bathroom. The bathroom where the stuff happens. The whiz palace. (laughs) As it's known around these parts. Aren't you impressed I know what it's called? (laughs) Very impressed, Florence. That's an interesting take. What if I told you that Amazon Go was actually a store, but they might have bathrooms? But do they sell laxatives? Possibly. Oh, I'm intrigued. (laughs) Unfortunately, I haven't had the great fortune to go to one of these stores yet. But I'm sure within the next five to ten years, one will crop up in our neighborhood. So the store is set up so that you can take your items while being constantly monitored by cameras and other tech, like you are anyway, and then walk out of the store without having to stop at the checkout line. 
Your account then gets charged and you are free to go about your business. They use different kinds of sensors to help accurately determine what to charge you for. You do need the Amazon Go app with a form of payment link to make this work, of course. The writer for Recode, the article that I read about this in, got to test out the store when it was in beta mode. I am continually jealous of the people in the media who get to do these things and also the ones that get invited to E3. That is literally my ultimate goal. Like video games and robotic grocery stores. Yes, I need to launch a grocery store podcast and also a video game podcast. So maybe I can break into that media and get invited to both of those things. Like right now, we're literally doing a nonsense podcast, and I don't think there's any fun conferences for that. We should start a nonsense nonsense convention called NonCon. <laughs> And it's very enjoyable for everyone. And it doesn't make any sense, but you love it anyway for what it is. Everyone dresses up like the void. And no one can explain it. But okay, I have some mind-boggling questions about the Amazon Go store. One, how, two, why? (laughs) Okay, well, how is that, um, again, they use the sensors and the cameras. So the store has been in beta mode and has only been used for the last by Amazon employees for the last year so that this technology can be fine-tuned. In the article that I read, it said that there are, like, sensors on the shelves to test the weight of the items to see, like, what you pick up. And then there are cameras that follow you, and they use, like, uh, facial and body, like, recognition technology, apparently, to, like, keep track of you as you go through the store and see what you pick up. So um, that's the how. And then the why is because of those long lines and those just apparently awful cashiers that nobody wants to deal with. I just, I just don't know. Like, I feel like I would need a lot of convincing to think that this is a good idea because one, it just doesn't seem financially, fiscally responsible. Technology like that is going to break all the time. Like, look at how unreliable the self-checkout weight is. I just can't anticipate this working. I don't know. But this eliminates all cash registers. So you just go in, you grab your stuff, and you leave. While being monitored. That didn't improve it. Okay, keep taking me on this mind journey. I'm very skeptical. Like you said, things will break all the time. So there's the expectation that you go in, you go out, you don't have to talk to anyone. I think that's like their main selling point. So I'm wondering if um, Amazon... Like, how they determined that people just really don't want to talk to other people, apparently that's the biggest issue, and that's the biggest, like, part of the convenience they're trying to fix, is the having to talk to other people. So I think that's an interesting thing that uh, we have going on that they feel the need to fix. So sometimes things are going to break, or the technology is going to mess up, and you're going to walk out of the store and get charged incorrectly, or it's not going to work, and an employee is going to stop you. So the customer, because the expectation is to get to leave the store early without having to talk to someone, might not be in the best mood at this point. So just remember, folks, be nice to the people trying to help you. They aren't happy with the issue either. I'm not happy with any of it. It sounds like mind control. Not mind control. It sounds like that Disney Channel original movie Smart House, Mm. where an Alexa-like woman is um, in charge of the house, and then she comes alive and pretends to be their real mom and tries to take over everything. But the grocery store version. Or like the adult version, her, where he falls in love with the smart house. Right? That's what happened? I haven't seen it. I can't remember. It's been like, who knows, probably 85 years since I've seen that movie. (laughs) Probably. 
So Amazon has decided to call this new way of shopping that's our future and will be in every store within five years, um, just walk out technology. It's just simple. You just walk out. But remember that only this one specific store has this technology. Just the one. I know you may see cameras at other stores and think maybe they have this tech too, but I can assure you they do not. If you try to use just walkout technology in any other store, you will be arrested and prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. Shoplifting is not a victimless crime, which I know because I read the signs in the bathrooms. Mm-hmm. It's taken very seriously. And we worked at Kohl's. <sighs> Please don't remind me. <laughs> so Amazon has determined that the store is ready for public consumption and is set to open on Monday, January 22nd. Since we are recording this right before it happens, we can only speculate on how the launch will go. You have the privilege of listening to this in the future, so you may have already heard how the launch goes. We've come up with some tips for potential shoppers to make sure the process is as painless as possible. So again, you're going there because you don't want to talk to people. Wear headphones the entire time. This will really help signal that you don't want to talk to other people. Even though you're already shopping at the Amazon Go store, some people might still try to make conversation with you. The headphones really seal the deal. Only get one thing at a time. This will keep the sensors from getting overwhelmed or confused. It will be easy for you to keep track of what you purchase. So even if you have a grocery list of 35 different things you need to get, go in, grab one, hold it above your head, and walk out the store. And keep doing that until you've gotten everything you need. Wear something that really makes you stand out. I guess there were some issues during the testing phase that hopefully they have worked out, but if you look similar to another customer, they might charge you for that customer's purchases. You don't want to be mistaken for any old Joe Sally Schmo and mistakenly get charged for 50 pounds of cat litter. Unless you need that much because your cat overlord poos all the time. But you don't actually get the litter. You just get charged <laughs> for it. Oh, God. And remember, your cat overlord is allergic to cat litter. <laughs> he only poos on pearls. <laughs> His litter box is full of Organic pearls. Maybe suggest wearing a large, brightly colored hat or a neon sign that says your name. Or maybe a feather boa. These are all things that will help you stick out and really show that you're one of a kind. Every time you choose an item to purchase, hold it high in the air, style, and then proceed to put it in your bag very obnoxiously and obviously. If you pick up something just to look at, place it back on the shelf just as obnoxiously while shaking your head in a firm no. Hold your hands up to show that they are empty for five minutes before touching your bag. I have a question. Yes, Warren. So you know when you go shopping and there's always those people that like pick up raspberries and then they make it to like the cookie aisle and then they dump the raspberries on a different shelf? Do you think that technology or that human pattern of behavior will affect this technology? And did they mention anything about that in the article? It was mentioned. Mm -hmm. I, it wasn't. I don't know how they're solving it. Sure, probably just yes. having humans there to yeah. monitor it, I'd so imagine. There, yeah. yeah, there will be other humans in the store working, like stocking things, and there mm -hmm. has to be a human um, covering like the liquor section to sure. ID people, mm -hmm. because that would just be too simple. Yeah. So they're way ahead of you. Probably someone watching the doors, too, just to be, in case yep. the tech fails. Yeah. There's a greeter, and yeah. yep, they mentioned that to make sure that people are... Um, mm -hmm. You know, getting in and out without any hassle. Sure. You know, stalkers, mm -hmm. cleaning people and things like that. Especially because I think they mentioned that um, 
there's sensors with the weight on the shelf. So yes, don't take things and put them on other shelves. That's a great rule to follow in all stores because it's really annoying, especially when you see something from the frozen food section, mm-hmm. buy your jeans. Or dairy. Yeah. And then you just get grossed out. And then you know it's just spoiled and they have to throw it out, which is just sad. And lastly, another tip that works in all stores is to practice patience and life. Perfection takes practice, and there are bound to be some issues in the process, so there's no sense in being a jerk about it. The employees aren't trying to ruin your day by charging you incorrectly. They have no control over it. They're actually trying to fix it and help you have a better day. (laughs) They're just a slave to Amazon Go like the rest of us. Just like you are. (laughs) All hail Amazon Go. (laughs) So... This brings up a great topic. Um, What other ways do you think that shopping could be more convenient? Well, personally, the kind of shopping advancement I want is no shopping at all. Primarily, I shop for food, specifically groceries, a.k.a. the boring food you buy because you're an adult, like lettuce and cans of diced tomatoes. If the good old folks at Amazon could develop a way for photosynthesis to be a reality for humans, I would sure jump on that experimental bandwagon. Even better... If they could make the sunbeams taste like chicken nuggets or chocolate cake so I could eat all my favorite foods with none of the calories. I imagine that would involve some sort of net around the entire earth that filtered sunlight through flavor particles to beam them into your face. That would be delicious. (laughs) Then you just have to lay with your arms spread, prone on your back, mouth open, and Mm -hmm. absorb those sweet barbecue chicken flavored sun rays. And then you could like get them customized so the beams like flow down to you with different flavors. Like a mixture, like you mix barbecue chicken with like coleslaw and it's like amazing. Well, I'm pretty sure the CEO of Amazon listens to this very podcast because he has nothing better to do with his time. So he'll definitely make this a reality for you. Due to the number of Amazon purchases I make, I feel like the company does have some responsibility for my happiness. That's all I'm going to say. If it's not this, it's free decorative pillows for life, Amazon. Just remember that. It's one or the other. You have two options. Flavored, nutritious sunbeams or free decorative pillows. (laughs) Both would equate equal amounts of happiness for me. So the best kind of shopping advancement that I can imagine is one where everything I need is shot me out of some sort of modified (laughs) t-shirt cannon. Everybody loves a parade. How great would it be if Amazon just had a weekly delivery parade where they shot everything everyone needed out of cannons straight into your home? You could have like an Amazon like shoot portal. Amazon shoot. (laughs) Amazon shoot. We've already named it. Mr. Ms. I don't know who the CEO of Amazon is. Person. I'm assuming they're a reptilian elite though, regardless. That will hold true across all genders. So eventually, Amazon may sell this technological model to other stores and the job position of cashier may disappear. This is fairly problematic for the people who rely on those jobs for income. Of course, there will still be a need for people to stock shelves, drive trucks, merchandise, troubleshoot, and other store running tasks until um, AI is perfected and then those also take over. What I'm hoping is that we kind of get towards a Wally type of future where we no longer have to work at all, and therefore it's no problem that there's no jobs because everything is just in abundance and taken care of for us. Which would be perfect. 
the ideal situation would be Wally. If yes. anyone's seen that movie, that there's no way they there's can disagree. There's no problem. The Earth destroyed. I mean, great, wonderful, and we live on the moon. I think. I think they live in a spaceship. Oh, that could be. Yeah. Well, you live in space. Either way, it's perfect. You've heard of the woolly caterpillar, and you've probably had the misfortune to hear of woolly willy. <laughs> but have you heard of the woolly rhino? That's right, folks. It existed, and we missed it by about 10,000 years. So close on the geological timescale, but yet so far, considering the uh, human lifespan. I'm going to take a wild guess and guess that this animal was alive during the Ice Age. Yes. Perfect. That would seem to hold true. So, some fast facts for you. This wonderful creature, the woolly rhino, weighed two to three tons and stood about six feet high. So, yes, quite large. <laughs> quite woolly. <laughs> I know what you're thinking. It had not one, but two horns. Holy cow! Isn't that interesting, considering that today's rhinos also have not one, but two horns. Oh my gosh, I was thinking two horns. <laughs> like a woolly mammoth. Like a woolly mammoth, but yeah. on rhinos, but that's fine. That makes sense. They were about three feet long, which is pretty awesome. Um, these woolly rhinos were completely covered by thick, shaggy hair, similar to the woolly mammoth. And speaking of the woolly mammoth, that's who they used to chill with back in the day. Bra! <laughs> but the mammoths still didn't help them cross the Bering Strait to North America. You know what they say about woolly mammoths? They're real dicks. Yeah, you can't rely on them to get you to new continents. Untrustworthy. <laughs> so, in spite of that, the rhino still had a roaming range from South Korea to Scotland to Spain. I think it said that was like the biggest roaming range of range of any rhino mm -hmm. ever, basically. Neat. Probably because their fluff was actually legs, and then they walk like millipedes. Yes. <laughs> and since they had the, the shaggy fur all over their body, they could roll and walk at the same time. It's really efficient. Yeah. Sounds mm -hmm. advanced. Mm -hmm. Speaking of the wool, it could be sheared and then spun into yarn and crafted into blankets or other useful items through crochet or knitting. If you were um, able to run with the woolly rhino, that would have survived to today's times. And decided to be your friend and not kill you. <laughs> yes, which they were so friendly, of course they would have. Uh, the wool could have been used for curtains, rugs, upholstery, aprons, pillows, dress pants, sidewalks, shingles, you name it. It's very versatile and basically magic. The horns would be really useful in demolition work, like on HGTV with Chip and Joanna Gaines. See, watch them tonight on HGTV, 7 p.m. Imagine how much fun you and your woolly rhino would have just barreling through buildings together. Of course, you should only barrel through buildings that have been marked for destruction, or you could run into some issues with the law and also your neighbors. Yes, yep, that's a great point. The horns could also be useful in other forms of demolition, such as demolition derbies. Woolly rhinos just love to smash and crash, and your rhino would get the perfect opportunity to do that safely in a demolition arena. You could charge a lot of money, your rhino could smash things, and then your rhino companion can buy all the finer things in life it craves, like real estate and golf courses. And probably jewels to hang upon its many horns. Ooh, a bejeweled horn. That would be high-end. Quite exquisite. I'm assuming that it would um, eat a lot because that's what two to three ton animals do. I'm also assuming that it has to eliminate waste and would poo considerably. <laughs> poo, poo, poo. Rhinos love a healthy and balanced diet, so his poo would be great for rooftop gardening. You could create, could create a brand 
Sell it in small quantities for big bucks to people in large cities and healthy environment. Really a win-win-win all around, except for people who live on the top floor and have to smell that nonsense. Woolly rhinos are creative geniuses. They make great actors and actresses. <laughs> no, <laughs> from the top. They make great actors and actresses, and are incredible writers, directors, and producers. Really, the trifecta, the triple threat, one could say. They would completely change the way we think about media. The best part is that they are encouraging and love to give everyone the chance to shine their brightest. If you ever get the chance to travel back in time, might I suggest finding a woolly rhino to befriend. They probably need someone to cast in their next play, and you'd be the perfect fit. Aww. Diane and I were shucking corn today. Inside one, instead of a cob, there was this letter. It read, Dear Florence and Diane, I recently started dating a dream demon, the good kind. It's a benevolent creature that can bounce between people's minds and dreams. We've only been able to interact while I've been controlled by my own dreams, and I haven't been able to tell her how I feel. Is there a way that I can talk to her? Much thanks. Lucid in love. Well, Lucid, the name is your name, Lucid Dreaming. If your species doesn't dream, lucid dreaming is the phenomenon when you are aware that you are dreaming and can control the contents of your dream. Some people can train themselves to lucid dream and forever be in charge of their own dream world in a great way for you to finally flirt with your boo. To show you how to do this, we reached out to WikiHow to help us help you. So this is part of the 25 step plan. Nope, there aren't that many steps. Number one, focus on what your dreams are like. Reflect on them dreams, boy. The lucid dreamers... <laughs> the lucid dreamers out there in the world use reflective techniques to spark their lucid dreaming. Think about what you dream about before you go to bed and meditate on what your dreams are like. Pay special attention to things like unusual locations, seeing individuals you recognize, wish fulfillment, Number of cheeseburgers per dream minute. Gravitational pull and the trajectory of the dream moon or moons. Try writing them down in a journal or on your sheets using only a blue sharpie. The fumes might help also spark that lucid dreaming high. I've definitely fallen asleep with open sharpies before and I can absolutely guarantee, listener, you will have the best dreams of your life. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That'll be on a later episode. <laughs> We'll discuss. Can I summarize in one word? Permanent. <laughs> permanent brain damage. <laughs> there we go. Everything Sharpies do is permanent. So number two, make your pre-bedtime mantra. I will have interesting dreams tonight, and I can't wait to get in there and see them. Repeat this over and over. Maybe try repeating it over 24 times for the 24 hours in a day. Or writing it over and over and over and over again on that giant chalkboard that hangs on your ceiling in your bedroom. Whatever it takes to drive the point home. The science side of dreaming comes to light. Increase your intake of the vitamin B6, which researchers believe increases your chances of lucid dreaming. You can get a supplement, check with your doctor first before you start taking any vitamin supplements, or just increase your consumption of B6 heavy foods like avocados, bananas, B-A-N-A-N-A-S, beans, nuts, fortified breads, and like I always say, 
I will literally use any excuse to eat more bread out there in the world. If none of these work, try buying all the B6 supplements you can, dissolve them in a bathtub full of warm water, and then submerge yourself into the water for a minimum of two days. This should do the trick. Also, the lack of oxygen will help you lucid dream That's when true. you are passed out for two days beneath the water. If you if you live through it, you'll have the maddest dreams of your life. It'll be wonderful. What's the next tip? You guessed it, more pills. This time, that pill is smaller and is melatonin. Consuming melatonin can lead to an increase in vivid and bizarre dreams. But what else should you know about melatonin? It can mess with other prescriptions. Just remember, if you have to risk your life to be in control of your dreams, it's probably not worth it. So this is where we insert a disclaimer that everything we say is for comedy, and we aren't liable if you hurt yourself. If anything, blame Wiki How. Please don't mix prescriptions with melatonin. Just check with your doctor. It's easy. You can call your pharmacist. Yeah, literally everything has side effects. I don't know what you're expecting. Just eat more fruits and veggies. <laughs> I don't know. You'll probably like suffer like massive like tooth loss or something, or tooth decay. I don't know. What doesn't have a side effect? Maybe just skip the melatonin. <laughs> Maybe just try sleeping. <laughs> now that you're all doped up on vitamins and supplements, time to start becoming aware of your dreams. If you can, while you're dreaming, try saying these phrases to yourself. Am I awake? Is this a dream? How does the final season of Lost end? Where can I buy affordable an affordable luxury rug and not break the bank? Who am I kidding? I can't afford a rug, even if it's not luxury. If you see affordable rugs, you should be instantly alerted to the fact that you are dreaming. Other ways to know this you are dreaming. Time doesn't make sense. Your hands don't make sense. Insurance policies do make sense. And love is actually the answer. I would be fine living in a dream world where insurance policies made sense to me. <laughs> Amazon. Amazon help. These reality checks can help you achieve your dream awareness. If, for some reason, you hate yourself, you can try the wake-back-to-bed technique. This is where, for some ungodly reason, you set an alarm to go off an hour before you normally would with the intention of getting caught in a dream. So the alarm goes off mid-dream, you're dreaming. Then you would turn off the alarm and try to re-enter the dream by falling back asleep. The only good thing about this is you get to go back to bed. Right? <laughs> Otherwise, every other aspect of it is terrible. Like, what? let's wake up an hour early. Now, Lucid, I know you love this dream demon, but no creature is worth waking up an hour earlier than you normally would. No creature. None whatsoever. What usually happens is that you get angry at your alarm, instantly forget everything you were dreaming about, and lay awake fuming until you actually have to get up. Your day was ruined before it even began. Really think about the consequences of this step and only resort to it if absolutely nothing else works. And even then, don't. There was another suggestion, which I didn't include in here, and it was like, you the chances of you dreaming increase 4.5 hours after you go to bed. So you're supposed to set an alarm 4.5 hours after you go to bed and then try to fall back asleep. And I, that just sounded too brutal. Like, I didn't even want to suggest it to anyone. No, don't put that out in the world. <laughs> They're not ready for this technology. <laughs> Okay, um, be well rested. Having restless sleep or too deep of a sleep seriously bums out your chances to lucid dream. You want that sweet middle ground. Um, since I'm a human being, I rarely feel well rested. So here are some tips to achieve that level. Regulate your sleep schedule. 
try to not mess with it too much, even on the weekends. This one's literally impossible, so good luck. <laughs> so true. Try to not over-caffeinate. Again, this might not be worth it. Think about your other great love, coffee. Do you really want to stop drinking two gallons a day? Is that worth it, you monster? Three, abandon any other responsibilities that don't involve resting. Say goodbye to your job, your hobbies, hobbies, and your loved ones. Time to finally turn your apartment into a sleep dome. This is what would happen if you fell in love with someone in your waking life, so don't worry about people being upset that you cut them off. They expect it since you were in love or whatever. Number eight, think about your dreams and use a dream journal. This can help increase dream awareness, which as we learned in step number one or three or whatever it was, can also increase lucid dreaming. Keeping a dream, dream journal can track a lot of other things too, including the following. Keeping track of if you're still haunted slash possessed by that organ player of the church that once stood on your property. If the government is sending you secret messages via dream airwaves, perhaps it's some sort of mnemonic or metaphor for the top secret mission they want you to embark on. If you're actually in the Matrix and there's no dreaming at all, only the Matrix, we are the Matrix, the dreams are the Matrix, time is irrelevant. What you need to buy at the grocery store. Most people don't realize they write their grocery list in their dreams. It saves a lot of time. Regardless of if you master lucid dreaming or not, don't fret lucid. Just try to remember that true love always finds a way, and your dreams will do their best to help you out. Well, Diane, do you want to bring us into the motivation station? Honk, honk. What color is the sky? Well, wouldn't you like to know? When's the last time you even checked? Pathetic. So many people are occupied with their lives that they forget that there's a sky that exists entirely to be looked at. Use it or lose it, am I right? Do you want to live without a sky? How do you find time to look at the sky and appreciate what colors it has to offer us, Florence? Well, a new technique that... A new technito. <laughs> a new Dorito. <laughs> kind of wanted to take you on my mind train. <laughs> I would like a burrito, please. <laughs> a new technique I'm trying is instead of walking upright, I've taken to laying flat on my back on a skateboard and sliding around everywhere in that fashion. It works pretty well, especially because I'm constantly looking up at the sky, no matter where I go. Plus, a secret added bonus is that I no longer have to duck to get under low-hanging branches or tables. I spend a lot of time under tables. I just scooch under them. So at the end of the day, I get a great view and also get to lie down always. So it's really a double whammy of a deal. In order to spend more time looking up at the sky, I have carved openings into the ceiling of every place I've ever been or intend on going to. At any given point when I am occupying that space, I can look up and see the sky. I've learned not to trust everything I hear, so when I have people telling me the sky is blue, I can easily check for myself. I simply look up and hey, yeah, it is blue, depending on the time of the day and the weather. At night, I suspend myself out of the window and sleep facing the sky in case my eyes open during the night. Then I can gaze in wonderment at what is before me. You never see the same sky twice. Life's too short to not notice the sky. Take some time this week to look up at that beautiful wonder, unless you live in Wisconsin, because you go outside, you'll look up, and there'll just be two feet of snow above you, so good luck with that. Your eyeballs will be filled with snow and frozen. Together. <laughs> and you know what they say, eyes are a window to the soul, so that if you look up and your eyes will be filled with snow, then your soul will be filled with snow. And that's just no good, folks. 
the Weather Channel wanted us to give this warning, so we just wanted everyone to be aware of the dangers yeah. of looking at snow. They specifically reached out to us to broadcast this on our show the day after the snow. <laughs> <laughs> you know what they say about meteorologists? <laughs> Am I right? Okay, this needs to end now. <laughs> Today, while grocery shopping, I realized that all the cans in the canned vegetable aisle are sentient, and we're having a family reunion. It wasn't awkward like I thought it would be, and I ate some cake. That's a telltale sign that the podcast is coming to an end. Thank you for taking time out of your day to listen to what we had to say. If you like what you heard, subscribe to Paper News Out Loud for more great episodes. If you like what you heard a lot, leave us a review on iTunes saying what you liked. Please describe in vivid detail what your socks look like. I'm just curious. If you're in love with what you heard, ask your Amazon Alexa to order the biggest gummy bear you've ever seen and then put some clothes on it, take it everywhere with you, and try to convince people it is your child. Name it Florence or Diane. We will be giving shoutouts to people who review the show on later episodes. Please rate and subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you so much for listening. I want to thank Random Genetic Mutations for having me here today. I also want to thank Jake Harrison for allowing us to use his track Title 5 off of his album Found on SoundCloud. Thanks, Jake. You can find his music through the link or by searching at this. Dear listeners, we are looking to showcase community art in a new rotating segment, creatively named Community Art. You can submit short poems or visual art or sculptures or, you know, what is it called where they make the sounds that help you fall asleep? ASMR? Yep, that ASMR. To us through email at alternaterealityproductions.com or you can email us just to say hi or let us know what you like about this show, if anything. Tweet us at Reality Out Loud and share with your friends. We hope you learned a thing and made a laugh. Hey, Alexa, do you want to be in our podcast? Getting the last two new programming listened to. The adventure's over. <laughs> <laughs> Alexa, stop! This has copyright issues. <laughs>